Wow, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Episode 30. Episode 30. Look at all the people that have come to celebrate with us. Wow. So many. Even with the social distancing, it's still a lot. Well, it's the whole world. Mm. Thank you, whole world. How's it going, man? It's going good. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes bad, but it's going good. Today feels okay. <laughs> Today feels okay. Well, you know, we've got the hat of doom in front of us. That's right. For so, all of you who don't remember, every 10th episode, it's a big deal. It's a very big deal. It's, you know, some some podcasts have a lot of episodes, like right. like hundreds. But we we put extra effort into every single episode. So getting to 30 is yeah. it's a crazy amount of work. Yeah, that's like, and you know, because we do about 10 times the work of a normal podcast. Right. So you and you're going to criticize us? 300. You're going to criticize us for celebrating? To criticize us for celebrating 10 episodes? I don't think so. It's rude. It's very rude. So we're going to have a little party here. We are. So that, for, for those of you who maybe don't remember episodes 10 and 20, we have uh, 10 shots. Every 10 minutes, we take a different shot by, by pulling a, a number out of a hat. Today, it's a bowl. <laughs> the, I forgot the hat. The bowl of doom. <laughs> There's a lot to remember for, for the 10th episode, it's every true. 10 episodes. So it's a nice bowl, though. But, uh, and we have an array. We have an array of, of uh, things to drink this, this time around. Um, right. Getting pretty started. We're getting late, uh, started pretty late in a Sunday. So Monday might be a little rough. Difficult. Actually, you know what? No, right. I actually, I had a, I had a plan for this. I oh, was going to say for the next hour. Yeah. It's not Sunday. Oh, it is I not like Sunday that. for I the like next that. hour. Yeah. I'm, I'm. It's not. No, no, no. It can't <laughs> be. <laughs> it shall not be. It can't. Sunday. Or this won't work. So yeah. Probably, so you want to talk about some of these? Yeah. Ten shots. So the the most important thing to know about the uh, the ten shots is that for episode ten, we one of them one of the shots was a raw egg. For episode twenty, there were two raw eggs. And now, episode 30, there are three raw eggs. So we got three raw eggs. What else do we got on here? Uh, we have some chartreuse. Of course. Of course, because that's like the that's a season three drink, basically. Drop. Admiral Nelson's rum. That's a classic that's a don't be an idiot drink. Um, we've got, well, we've got a pumpkin whiskey to celebrate October. Yeah. It's his uh, season. We have a Go-Gurt. Right. That's a throwback. That's a shot of Go-Gurt. We did, yeah. Well, that's a throwback. Pick, pickle juice. Uh, pickle juice. Yeah. Um, but no whiskey. Well, I guess the pumpkin the whiskey. The pumpkin whiskey. But, but and then really there's also the mezcal with the very big worm. In oh, it. that's right. The mezcal was uh, like part, a grub. That was part of one of the Don't Be an Idiom cocktails. And uh, the bottle we got had a worm at the bottom. So now we just have the shot with the worm in there. I kind of want that one. You can have it. I, I mean, I don't, I it's going to be gross. I'm going to go out of my way to do that. You're going to chew the worm? or? Uh, I don't think I'm going to chew I it. I don't think I could chew it. I don't want to chew it. It actually looks way bigger in the shot glass than it yeah. does in the, the bottle. Well, it's soaking up all the nutrients. I think that's, that's probably... What about the Aperol? Is that in there? And there's, yeah, we have Aperol. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's to even out some of the, the huskier mm, selections yes. in there. I so couldn't think of the word. If you need to hit pause now and place your bets, <laughs> um, who's getting what? <laughs> you, could do, you could do some pretty big you could do a bracket or something i think i'm gonna get three eggs in the mezcal with the worm in it and then in, and then uh probably the gogurt because i don't want the gogurt well also you know last time i got both eggs and you took one for the team yeah i'm not doing that again right that that those days are over technically i've pulled egg every time <laughs> yes <laughs> right so, wait till uh, episode 100 when you, where you have to drink 10 eggs it's coming it's oh coming. wait i guess i'll have to drink five eggs that's just yeah. <laughs> right. I'm right. doing my math very well. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. We're not math guys. No. Um, what else do we have to talk about here? Oh yeah. So on our, on our board here, there's a, there's a little alien figure with a yeah, giant, I see that. giant I don't, mouth. I don't know what the deal is with that though. I'm drawing the things with giant mouths and teeth always yeah. have been. Yeah, yeah. So we were at Caltown rodeo last night, yeah. yesterday. Yeah. And uh, there was a guy with a little stand and, I go and look at some of the toys and he's like, everything's a dollar. Everything's a dollar on this stuff. I'm like, okay. Okay. You know, I, and I pick up this little alien guy, I play with him for a second and I go to put it back. He's like, here, let me, let me show you something. He's like, this is a, this is a one of a kind right now. Meanwhile, there is another one in the same box. And I'm like, this character, I know what he means. I know he does. He's like, he's like, look at this, look at this. And he's like, he's pretending to whine something or whatever. And he's like, here now pull, pull him to eyes. So I go to like, 
pull the eye stalks. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, rah! And he like does <laughs> like, like a guy did like that. He does like a fake little fight oh at my, my finger. God. And I was like, ooh, like I, get, I played along. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, ah, sorry, sorry about that. Sorry. He's like, here, you, you keep it. Take it. You're a good sport. You take it. And I was oh like, I was like, oh, that's thanks, man. That's nice. You don't have to do that. He's like, I do what I want. And then he was the nicest dude. I loved him. He did what he wanted. He did. He gave me something for free. He spooked you a little bit. Then he gave you something. But I'm going to remember that. Every time I go back, I'm just going to be like, yeah, maybe I'll buy something. Pull my eyes. (laughs) Pull my something. Pull my thing back. Um, and well, now now it's going to be part of the. Uh, I feel like it should be part of every tenth episode. Um, Hat of Doom. That's, that's our guy. Yeah. yeah, he'll just be the new mascot. It's that easy. By the time, yeah, by by episode one hundred, we're just going to have so many toys. You're not even going to be able to see the board. <laughs> it's great. Uh, what else? Oh, for episode thirty, uh, we put together a uh, playlist on Spotify. Yes, and it's very good. And it has thirty idiom titled tunes on there. So we've got things like Rancid's 11th Hour. Yeah. We have George Harrison's Between the Devil and the Deep Blue Sea. Oh, yeah. We've got songs like Leonard Cohen's On the Level. Um, just Sweet. so much good stuff. It's a good playlist. Yeah, man. So uh, if you go to Spotify and search Don't Be an Idiom Presents, Volume 1, that should pop up. But we're going to share it on our Instagram, too. So if you're in the mood for music, idiom titled tunes coming your way. All day, every day, coming your way. All right. What else we got to talk about here? Top of the show stuff. I lost my page. Well, if you wanted, I, I think you uh, had had um, some... Sorry about that. What is that? What's the oh, oh, we've got some set the record straight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is it? Something about Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Okay. So Jack Sparrow, what I was... I kept trying to find, like, I, in the last episode, I was like, where does Jack Sparrow always want to go? He's always like, I'm going to go to this island and you'll see you know and it was a tortuga i think you even said that i feel like i said something like tortuga on the last show but yeah so jack sparrow is always trying to go to tortuga and the other thing that we need to set the record straight about uh, we were wondering what botulism is (laughs) ryan made a guess i think i said something with the stomach i i don't know but it's a rare but serious illness caused by a uh, toxin that attacks the nerves. Yikes. The symptoms include a weakness of the muscles that control the eyes, face, mouth, mm. and throat. It may spread to the neck, arms, torso, and legs, and it can weaken the muscles involved in breathing, which that. can lead to difficulty breathing or even death. I think I got that. And it's a Poison the Well song. I'm a, botulism is a Poison the Well song? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I think it's on... T- Tear from the Red or Whoa. Tear from the Red. How I you, still do don't know. That? Call in. <laughs> Call in. Tear from the Red or Tear from the Red. <laughs> All right. So to decide who's going first today, we uh, we have two fortune cookies. Yeah. And whoever, I guess we'll just know. Right. So whoever gets the better fortune the better goes fortune. first. Yeah. Could be funnier. Could be cooler. Yeah. There's... You it's know this. subjective, you but kn- we know, you we know. know. You, yeah. yeah, you know. You know, if you're sitting at a, at a table with a bunch of people, you guys open up fortune cookies, someone's going to read one where everyone's like, that's just dumb. That's right. It's not funny. It's not cool. It's not interesting. Yeah, that's so how we're doing it. We don't want to hear any nerds being like, oh, <laughs> technically, you can't say something's better because there's no standard of with which to judge by. There's a standard. Yeah. It's, it's the idiom standard. It's the idiom standard. Right. Okay. W- so, yeah. D-B-A-I. All right, so now grab yours. All right. You ready? It's all good looking here. It's all set up for us. <laughs> Why would we set it up? <laughs> all right. So mine is very short. It's curiosity is life. Ooh, okay. <laughs> curiosity is life. All right, mine's, uh, mine's a little short, too. Let me hear yours. Before you receive, you must give. <laughs> Curiosity is life for the win. Yeah, I definitely think this is right. Better, yeah, it's slightly better. Um, that being said, we are ten seconds away from our first ten-minute shot shot time thinger. sentence thinger. All right, so let's uh, let's let's choose. Let's see what happens. All right, I've got number six. And I've got number seven. And I wrote it like the movie seven and the 
The V is a number seven. Oh man, you got the pumpkin whiskey. Great. <laughs> What'd you get? <laughs> I don't know. I think this is the chartreuse. All right. At least we're both getting booze. All right. Happy 30th. Happy 30th. Ooh, that is smooth as silk. Chartreuse is good. Mm-hmm. All right. What did I want to say to everybody? It better be for $50 a bottle. Thanks a lot, Chris. <laughs> so for anyone who's listening to uh, episode 30, they must be a diehard fan. That's my idiom. Oh, my God. What? Oh my god! It happened! Woo! Bring it up! Bring up the noise! Bring up the bring noise! Bring up the noise! We have, we did it! We've stepped this! We've been waiting for this to happen! Dude! Oh my god! I can't believe it! Dude! Okay, wow. so, so me and Ryan talked about this. We have well, actually, when we started the show, we have lived in fear of this happening at first. And then we realized if this happens, how amazing, right? Wow. So so unprecedented and and it's so weird because we were just talking about how i personally i've had this ready to go yeah for three like two episodes ago i was gonna do it then i got the wooden nickel fall into my lap and then the roman holiday record fell into my lap yeah so die hard i've had on the back burner dude i've been waiting for episode 30 to do die hard i've been waiting for episode 30 well that's the thing i was like it's just such a good solid you know, yeah. Bruce Willis, all that stuff. Like that was such a big part of our lives, and and it just you know dying, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? So what, what do we do? <laughs> all right. Well. Wow, this is crazy. So uh, we're gonna teach the audience, sure, today a little bit about the idiom "die hard." Great. Um, let's just. <laughs> what do you think it means? <laughs> All right, let's do this. Sure. Let's, before we before we talk about the history of Die Hard, let's both talk about what we thought the like where it came from. Like right. because because I didn't know, you know, obviously we we don't know the origins of these until we start right. researching them. So, do you can you remember like what it was like or or what you thought where you thought it might may have come from before you started researching it? So, I, so for me, I didn't think it was an idiom. I, mm. I mean, I'm, I just didn't even think of it. And then I went through my 1811 uh, dictionary of the vulgar tongue. And I'm yeah. scrolling through. It's a great book, by the way. And, uh, and Die Hard popped up. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I would have never thought to look this up. And then when I, you know, they, they have very short definitions in there. Did a little bit more research. And I was just like, hmm. So I guess I didn't really have a thought. I, yeah. just, I just assumed it was just... You know, just not wanting to die, like. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think? I, that was a bad answer. What did you think? <laughs> I um, I don't know what I I because obviously like everyone everyone hears the the phrase die hard, people think of the movie, but people also think of like oh you're a die hard fan of something right like you're a die right. hard Eagles like, fan yeah I'm a die hard football fan <laughs> yeah I love the way the shape of the ball I love, I love the, the smell of the smell ball. of the hell <laughs> the ball <laughs> smells I love the smell of the ball um but uh so then I was like oh it must I, must, I don't know actually now I'm thinking about it I don't even remember I don't really think I ever thought about it <laughs> really ever thought about it but um yeah I mean it just it means there's a couple of meanings right I got I got a couple right here. One yeah. of the, one of the meetings is to be strongly or fanatically determined, determined or, or devoted. <laughs> and what's the other? Or what's the other strongly resisting change. Right, that I saw. Um, but also a person who stubbornly holds to a minority view. Yes, which we'll get into later because, as you probably know, this idiom it gets a little boring once it, you bring politics into it. Yes, but. <laughs> So I, yes, the politics part, but it yeah. was one of my favorite political guys was part of something, oh, this word. And okay. I think you probably... No, no. Oh, okay. So uh, here's a... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he's my favorite. I just think we both respect the man. I think we'll we'll probably come upon some some things that you know, some things that I don't yeah. know. This is good. Um, yeah, like you, like you tell me something that right. you know, and then I'll tell you something I know. Yeah, all right. So uh, there's a couple of... There's a couple of like stories there's a couple of historical things uh that establish this as an idiom mm -hmm. and uh the one that i think is the most interesting has to do with tyburn yes <laughs> yes yes the tyburn tree the tyburn tree 
um, which was a place in London where people would be hanged. And uh, it, it, how long was it there for? It was there from, I have it. Wait, okay, okay. It's, uh, it was from 1196 to 1783. 1783. So like almost that was 600 the last, years, right? right? In 1783, that was when the last person was hanged. Yes. Um, so <laughs> lots of interesting folk have been hanged there. Yes. And you, you can you can visit, I think it's like the, uh, there's this like white the marble arch, arch. The marble arch there. Though. Yeah. So on the Marble Arch, they have, on one of the traffic islands, it says that they have the, um, there's a plaque in the ground that like commemorates all that were hanged there. Right. Which is cool and we got to go. Yeah. We, it's one more reason to go to London. Yeah. All of these idioms, so many come from Britain. Yeah. Uh, so, so like where does Die Hard come from? Well, I don't know. How do you, do you want to like talk about it a little bit? <laughs> sure. Well, okay. Well, here's, here's how I was going to approach it. Yeah. So. I was going to start with a little bit further up in history where it became popular before going back to because I think Tyburn's the that's the part yeah that's yeah like awesome right but yeah there was these um there was these this Lieutenant Colonel William Inglis of the fifty seventh West Middlesex Regiment of Foot in and that was in eighteen eleven at the Battle of Albuera, Albuera in the Peninsulan War right. Mm-hmm. So this guy gets, he's wounded by a canister shot and then he refuses to get off the field and he's like, let's get him boys. And he, and his quote was die hard 57th, die hard. And they were, they were like under like an intense French attack. And that's where it seems like the name really got pot, the, the, the term really got popular. Right. Um, but then with that deeper digging goes back to Tiber. Yeah. Well, let's, let's sit on this for, for a bit. So there's this, this British Lieutenant Colonel. And you're right, like his regiment ended up being called the Die Hards. The Die Hards, yeah. And I read somewhere, because I, I, I kind of wanted to look at a few places to see what the story was. And apparently he said it quietly. Really? Yeah, oh, I so did, I'm like <clears throat> screaming. Yeah. Well, because at first, like, that's hard, what I thought. 57th. Die Hard! That does seem like something you would like scream, right? Like, yeah. Die Hard! 57th! <laughs> die Hard! Yeah. Musket! But I read somewhere that he apparently quietly said it. Like, Die Hard 57th. Die Hard. See, though, that's cool. That's like, that's like more... Dramatic. Um, yeah, like, you know, you got to really listen. Right. So then, I mean, this Peninsular War was was one of the wars that fell under the umbrella of the Napoleonic Wars. Sure. And, and man, I, you know, just thinking like, how can you know all of the things, all of the facts, all of the history that exists? Because you it's can't. Just, it's, you can't. It's just absolutely insane like you could spend well, i mean we could spend a whole 200 you know hour epi- um, hour podcast just on napoleon right. and like the wars and stuff yeah but we're not going but to we're not that going is boring. to that's very boring but this this war this this war that happened basically like the french wanted to take over the iberian peninsula which was portugal and spain and the british were helping the portuguese because they also did not want the french to continue moving west because naturally that would have oh, yeah. eventually gotten, you know, to them. You got to help the Portuguese. But <laughs> but um I kind of did not a little Not that they need it. I kind of did a little they do not they need it. They just it just seems like a fun group to be part of. They've got their port. They've got their pastries. They've got their fish. They're thick, doing fine. Thick hair, nice skin, tiles everywhere. The tiles, yeah. So much tile. Um but I, I was No cur- socks. Portuguese don't wear socks? I don't know. What's the climate like there? It's nice. Then that's why. No socks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, so do you, do you know how uh, Napoleon died? Because I kind of went to this little hole where, with Napoleon. I want to know a little um, bit more about the Napoleonic Wars. No, you know, I, I, all I think of is, is like him falling off his horse or something. I mean, I think of Bill and Ted's always excellent on the adventure horse. a lot. Isn't he in that Napoleon? I think he is, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, oh shoot! It's twenty minutes. Mm. We need to do our next shot. All right. Where so, does the time go? So, audience, I want you to think about what happened to what happened to Napoleon, and we'll be right and back. We'll, be, <laughs> well, we're not going we're anywhere. Not, let's just you know. <laughs> Alrighty. So I got number five, and I got eight. Eight is the first egg. Oh, of course it is. Well, that's good. That's how I want to do it. I want to do alcohol egg. Alcohol and I just got a glass of pickle juice. <laughs> All right, to the very first same idiom episode. Wow, I'll drink to that. 
Oh, man. That's a lot of pickle juice. How's that egg? <laughs> mm. Oh, it was such a full mouthful. I, I was afraid I... Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, it is like, I feel it's like, a, like somebody was like, what's it like to drink an egg? I was like, it seems like an oyster, really. It's just like a, it's like a yeah. ball of snot. A ball of goop. Mm-hmm. So uh, Napoleon was uh, eventually captured by the Brits, and they exiled him on this British-owned territory. And it's an island called St. Helena in the South Atlantic Ocean, in between South America and Africa. In the, it's in the middle, like, of nowhere. So, uh, is it a desert island? It's like it's this volcanic island, and he like he there was nowhere for him to go. Was there anyone there? Was he I the only human? He, there might have been some people there, but even today, there's only uh, forty five hundred people that live on this island because it's so small. Wow. And after six years, he eventually just he like died. <laughs> he couldn't open <laughs> He's a like, coconut. <laughs> I don't know. I still cannot open this coconut. <laughs> oh, but uh, at least I'm tall. <laughs> but, you know, he tell was, me I'm not tall. <laughs> he was actually five uh, six, which was like kind of normal back then, right? Yeah, they, but they just thought that it would it'd be like if you called um, you know, our, our current president like any anything. If you, if you called him like short, he'd be like, "I'm not short. <laughs> I'm the tallest man around." Right. Although he is very tall. Yeah, he's also sick now, fucker. <laughs> um, so that was so the, the thing that I was talking about, like that lieutenant saying "Die Hard" fifty seventh. That's what I think really brought it into. That was like the popular thing. Yeah, but like, there was something earlier. Dang it. Yeah. Why don't you, uh, yeah, set that up for us? You know what? I'm not ready yet. Yeah, I want to talk about that other thing. Remember how you were saying something how it got into politics, like yeah. British politics? Because this is not as interesting to me. Yeah, there was a couple of different people. Like there was a couple of different like groups that used Die Hard as yeah. their whatever because they didn't want like the certain tax or yeah. whatever. But then it became a nickname in 1930s yeah. for a conservative party, um, which included Winston Churchill, and he was known as the Bet Noir of the original diehards. Hmm. And do you know what Bet Noir means? No. It's a person or thing that one particularly dislikes. Huh. And I just think that he would be like like people would be like, oh and of all of the of all of the diehards, he's the Bet Noir. Yeah. You know, like Churchill. Of course. Loved him in the crown. <laughs> John Lithgow. I love John Lithgow. That's yeah. why I, I really love John Lithgow. That's that's what it is. It, he did a really great job. He's in that awesome. Role, yeah. He's awesome. So um, when he burned that painting, he's like, Why don't look like that? <laughs> that's a good that's a good Churchill. <laughs> it's all in the jowls. <laughs> Um, do you want to talk more about that? Or? That's all I know. Yeah. I just wanted to get that out of the way because I feel like, um, you know, the 57th, the diehards, then it, then it kind of like became a little popular. People tried to copy it or whatever. But the important thing is Tyburn. Yeah. And the first, the first thing that I, we actually spoke about this. Remember I was telling you that like a week ago, I was like, oh man, I had to hunt down one of these Google books because mm-hmm. I could only find this source in mm-hmm. one spot, mm-hmm. which was from 1703. Yeah. The Psychologia. Psychologia. Mm-hmm. Say that word. Psychologia. Psychologia. I don't know. Or an account of the nature of the rational soul. Mm-hmm. That's where the quote's from, right? Yeah. So we'll you talk about it. Okay. Well, the quote is this. Um, so this guy, this guy was basically reading, writing a, what's his name? William Coward, which is so funny. His name is Coward. But he's basically a whole book about like how people handle death and like, like what you think is going to happen to your soul and all right. that kind of stuff. So the quote is this. Against this reason, he urges the case that those that die hard, as they call it at Tyburn, who will therefore, according to him, outbrave the terrors of the Lord. Hmm. Right. And what does die hard mean? Well, let's tell it. I'm yes. going to tell you. So when it was pretty an interesting process when uh, prisoners were being brought from the prison to Tyburn to be hanged. That's Newgate Prison. By Thank the way. you. Newgate Prison. And they would put them in these carts, and uh, if you were wealthier, um, you, you could have a morning morning cart. Right, would, which was, they, people couldn't see you, right? Yeah, it was like a way to hide yourself from the people that would have been, you know, gathering around to throw stuff at you or hurl insults yeah, like, at you. Um, yeah, like, how's it feel to die, sucker? <laughs> 
And uh, so they would be led like two and a half miles down this road. I read that apparently they would they would stop at two pubs along the way. Yes. Did you see that? I did. I didn't know it was just two. It sounded like they were allowed to stop as many times as they wanted. But, but, But the thing is, did you get down that rabbit hole where some people out there think some idioms come from here and they mm. don't. Maybe. Are we there yet though? Too soon? Yeah, too soon. We're working our Ooh. way to the... Well, I thought it was because of it. You talk. <laughs> I'm going to just... I'm gonna... <laughs> Sorry, guys. We don't really know what to do. We don't do. know how to do this, this episode. <laughs> All right. So they could. They could... You were like on the, on the road there. They're taking you down, which is now like Oxford Street, right? And... You could stop at the inns and the pubs, and you could get you could get a drink or two. Like these guys, a lot of them got wasted. Cool on the might on as the well right being led to your death, right? And like I read this one thing that sometimes people would be like, "Hey, I'll pay you next time. I'll get you next week." All right, buddy. <laughs> Which is like that's funny. Yeah, funny. But the bartender's like every time. Why do I gotta be on the hanging row? <laughs> I got mouse to feed. <laughs> I said mouse to feed. I've got a mouse to I've feed. Got a mouse to feed. <laughs> Um, so, so did an idiom come from this, this little, this little alcoholic sojourn through Oxford? So there was two that I, that people had, had made claims that there's these two idioms that come from the whole Tyburn Hmm. walk of shame kind of thing or cart, cart of shame thing. And one was, uh, let's see, let's see. It is right. One of them was a one for the road. Oh, one for the road. One for the road. Wow. So it's like. I could see that being difficult to trace back yeah. officially. They were trying to say that the one for the road is your drink, that you you, you take a drink for the road oh. as you get back on your cart to go to Tyburn. Cool. But, but it, it wasn't true. Like the they were what I found is that that didn't come up until to say one for the road, which meant a drink to go, mm-hmm. wasn't until like the 1930s. Oh. Now there was some stuff in the 1700s where you could just say you can take something for the road, yeah. and it did have to do with inns and pubs and stuff like that because basically <laughs> when you were traveling, they um, it was so far between places that mm-hmm. you would sometimes take food or drinks to go with you because you didn't. It was going to be a long time before you ate again. Mm. So I could see why. Like there are people probably on carts and going to inns that are yeah, taking yeah. one for the road. Yeah. But it's not Tyburn. Okay. That's not where. But it, maybe it's more general. Like that's what that yeah. meant. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I had not read that anywhere. Yeah. Well, they tried to, this, this one person tried to say <clears throat> that like 10 idioms came from the Tyburn. Okay. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Calm it down. <laughs> Back off. Uh, all right. So we're, these people are being trapped, the, being uh taken on these carts, horse-drawn carts, to uh, the Triple Tree, which was this, this it was like tri- a triangular kind of a triangular shape. place, yeah, yeah. Where, where that's where they would um, hang the ropes from. So they would eventually get there, and uh, sometimes as many as 24 people at a time yep. would be hold 24, hanged. yeah. And they would throw the ropes up there and uh, put the bags over their head, and then the horses would just be whipped and then they would move away Walk and away. all of these people would just drop. Yeah. So it wasn't like, you know, if you watch like a Salem witch trial movie or something um, where, where you, where you see, out. yeah, the floor drops out right. and it's like a hard break and your neck snaps. It right. wasn't like that. Right. It was a lo- slow, long yeah. death. You were, su- you were suffocating. Yeah. Not, you didn't, the drop method, the official, like the one that's supposed to break your neck because it's more humane wasn't invented yet. Right. So this one was, so what would end up happening would, would be these people would be convulsing, their legs would be shaking. And I don't know if you came upon this phrase, but dancing the Tyburn jig. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this yes. is like one of the coolest phrases. Yeah. So like while people were hanging from their neck and their, their hands would be tied together in front of them um, so they could pray. Their their legs would be shaking like crazy. Oh yeah, and this was called dancing the Tyburn jig. Right. So maybe we should make a make a song called Dancing the Tyburn. I would jig. like to hear. Here it is, the Tyburn yeah. jig. Yeah. Hold on, before you continue, it's been it's been another ten minutes. So let's grab another shot. All right. And then we'll continue this. Time's ticking away. It's going by real fast. We hope that you are all. It's because I'm getting drunk on eggs. Ugh. Number one. Nine. Alrighty, here's one. It's a second egg. <laughs> okay. But if it makes you feel any I can better, still feel the first one. I got the mezcal with the worm. I was hoping you were going to say you got the other egg. <sighs> no. 
Oh man, I don't. these eggs are warming up. We gotta drink oh, these. Oh man, okay. All right. Oh, shoot. Here's the uh, yeah. I don't better know. days. I feel like I'm having a bird baby go into me. Well, I guess I am. Did you chew it? Hoy, I did not chew it. Yeah, I that's, just that's swallowed the worm. Good job, man. Kind of gave me the shivers. Yeah, it's it's a content. Shiver me timbers. Oh, we're talking about Jack Sparrow. That's an idiom. Uh, okay. Oh, right. Yeah. So sure. uh, you were gonna say something. All right. What I was what I was gonna say is, it what some people were encouraged to do was to not was to try to not react up there. Don't cry, don't moan. Like go into that dark night with like, you know, like with your stoic, mm-hmm. steely eye. Just just fucking die. Yeah. With like dignity, I guess, right? Right. So you would just try to like um be cool while you die. Just be cool. If you didn't want that's how you die hard. Yeah. But if a lot of people they want to die easy. They want to die easy. So what you what people would sometimes do is friends or family or you could even pay somebody to hold your legs. Grab on and hold your legs to basically, you know, just strength tighten that noose even more and just kill you faster. Right. So if you did not have the uh, cojones to die hard, you would pay someone to be like just when I go down, you pull yeah. my legs as hard as possible <laughs> and get this over with as quickly as you can. I, I what would, would you do? I would do that. You would do that? I don't that? think I... I don't want anyone touching me. It'd be funny if they went to, like, if, if they, somebody set up a prank and you go to pull them and then their pants fall down. <laughs> <laughs> Fart in your face. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah. I'd go good. for something like that. Yeah. Um, some, some people didn't always die when they, they did these hangings. Right, right. Um, there's a, I don't know if you, you came upon any of those, those, uh, examples. Of, that one guy that lived for like 15 minutes and they took him down. Yeah. Some guy just like was not dying. It kind of made me think of, uh, remember in the green mile when that guy kept on getting electrocuted right? and he, he just wouldn't die cause that bad cop didn't wet the, wet the sponge yeah, on purpose. Dick. He was in uh, X Files. He was in a couple things. Really? He could stretch really long. The cop, the, young the bad cop. cop. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. He could stretch real long. Like he could get, he could get into like a uh, like a heating vent, like the small ones. <laughs> I didn't know that. And he would also like make cocoons every sixty years or something, and he like didn't die. <laughs> he, oh, it was too by licking newspaper. Licking newspaper. Uh, you gotta see this. Figure that out. How, wait, how? How how would he have figured out that leaking newspaper would make him stretchy? I think it's because he's more animalistic. Uh-huh, no, no, no. Uh-huh. The, the, the newspaper didn't make him stretchy. He uh-huh. just had to make a cocoon. Oh, and he did it out of the newspaper. Out of the newspaper. I he see, just I like, oh, smack it on there. Gross. All right, well, you know. And you know those are used. He's not going to buy all those newspapers. He's gonna, probably used, used, newspapers. used newspapers. Right. <laughs> so anyway, um, that what I think is so cool about that is the fact that they're like, all right, this guy's a bad guy. He's got to die. 15 yeah. minutes. And they're like, you know what? He served his time. They, like he gets, he gets to go free now. Yeah. I guess. Um, it's awesome. I did, I did read about another guy whose name I didn't write down. Who, this a similar thing happened, but then they ended up sentencing, sentencing sentencing him just to death again after that. Same method. Uh, yeah, but he deserved it. He was like a rapist murderer. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like the guy that they let go, he just like stole like a loaf of bread or something. Well, a lot, and yeah, that's a lot of these people that were being hanged at Tyburn um, were thieves. Like they were right. pickpockets and stuff. Right. And you're just like. Think about that time, like how many people had to re- 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 uh, resorted to stealing things because right. they had nothing. Right. And then they get caught and then they get <laughs> put to, sentenced to death. Oof. And That's, it's like, yeah, you're really not setting these people up to not steal right. and get sentenced to death. Actually, did you read that the the big thing is that, you know, these, these hangings were public. It was like a big thing. And it was actually kind of a Roman holiday. They That's, would have them about 12 times, like once a month. It's very gladiatorial. Right? You're right. And um, the one thing that they were trying to do was they, because so many were thieves, they were trying to do these public executions in, in the hopes of like deterring 
uh, you know, thievery. Yeah. But they said that pickpockets were rampant in the crowds well, it's a at Tiber. Re- <laughs> it's a really great place to pickpocket. It really is. <laughs> it's like if there's a hundred looking 000- at that guy, like he did it. <laughs> he, he. He's still doing <laughs> it right now, so magically. He's working through me. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah, like man, like you go to um, I don't know, like. It's it's yeah I guess the irony is is right there right. in front of you. It's like you get you gather all these people to watch someone being put to death for stealing while you're getting all of your stuff stolen because you've put yourself in this tight situation with all these thousands of people. Right. And like these crooks are probably like, "All right, it's stealing time again." But could you imagine? I wonder if this must have happened at least once, right? That you know, over 600 years, mm-hmm. they're doing all this stuff. People are up there, and then these guys are like, hey, hey, and they go to reach into someone's pocket, and then like constable grabs him. He's like, Not today, I'm gonna box your ears, and then like throws him up on stage. I wonder if like immediate death. Whoa, I wonder. I wonder, oh man, could you imagine being that guy thinking, like, Oh, it's pickpocketing day, yeah, never gonna get caught today, and then you get thrown up there, and then your life is over. That's like a Tales from the Crypt episode almost, right? Sort of. There was one woman who I who I looked up that um, actually I, I for for whatever reason she made me think of you. It just seemed like a character that you would like. <laughs> okay, Jenny Diver, cool name. Did you read about her? I read about that there were women hanging there. Yeah, you know, go give it to me. Yeah, so so you know the women that were that were often put to death here were burned a lot of the times um, for treason. Whereas the men were hanged, but right. some women, if they, depending on their crime, were also hanged. And one of these women was Jenny Diver, okay. who was a very famous pickpocket of the time. And she reminded me of the character from Gangs, Gangs of New, New York. York. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Cameron Diaz. Uh, not Cameron Diaz. No? No. She was the, the girl pickpocket in Gangs of New York. Not Cameron Diaz. She was though, wasn't she? Cameron Diaz? Yeah, she was. Uh, she was. She was all into um, Leo. No, it was. Uh, it was. What's her name from? Uh, she was in Arrested Development episode, and she was in um, an Austin Powers movie. Uh, uh, set the record straight. God damn it! Why can't I remember this this actress's name? Uh, but just to be clear, remember when? Remember when she tries to rob Leo and then he gets her and like she's got all those, he rips her shirt open. She's got all that stuff hanging around her neck and he's like, oh, I do believe this is mine. Oh, yeah. That's not Cameron Diaz. It is. Give me one second. It's Cameron Diaz. It's not. I'm betting the money on it. It's Cameron Diaz. Yeah. (laughs) How about that for hanged? Who am I thinking of? Penelope Cruz? (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking of Penelope Cruz. Don't even get me started on Vanilla Sky. I just can't take it. I know. It's so... It's good. Um, shoot. I feel like I'm wasting time right now, but I can't think of who this woman is. All right. Forget Jenny it. Diver. Cameron Diaz. Wow. In my so, memory, it is a completely different person. Next time, we're going to yeah. set the record straight with whoever Ryan's thinking about. Ugh, idiot. All right. It's okay. So anyway, so... Uh, this Jenny Diver woman really reminded me of, yeah, Cameron Diaz <laughs> in Gangs in New York. It, to be fair, I saw it five times in the movie theater when I worked wow. there. Wow. I really liked it. It's so good. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I'm, I've, I have a Daniel Day-Lewis. I have a feeling it feel. Oh, Jesus, I can't speak today. Uh, I have a feeling it holds up. Um, they said he used to cut <clears throat> meat at the uh, lunch table. Know, just and be like, so cool. call me Bill. <laughs> He actually took his eye out for that. Uh. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, but uh, so I want to talk about this this uh, this chick, Jenny Diver. Jenny Diver. Uh, before we do that, it's we should we need to do another show. Are you kidding me? No. Well, I guess I'm. I guess we don't have to get through two idioms, so we're we're probably right on track. Yeah. Come on, no egg. Oh, I, Four. Right. I got ten. It's this one. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Actually. I think I got the chartreuse. Oh, really? I thought I had that earlier. Didn't you say you were putting the chartreuse in one of Chris? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut oh. glasses. Chris, I got you shot glasses <laughs> for your birthday. <laughs> and this one's a uh, Yellowstone. Try that. I'm not sure what that is. I'm not sure what this is. Yellowstone either. National Park. 
125th anniversary. <laughs> yeah, this is chartreuse. Um, Tastes like black licorice and flowers. Oh my gosh. I don't know what I had earlier then. Oof. All right, well. Okay. Geez, so, we got to speed it up. We only got only two shots left, right? Uh, yeah. All right. So where were we? Jenny Diver. All right. So Lay it on me. So this was a, um, a famous pickpocketer because, well, she was very beautiful. Very beautiful. And I'd like to see what that means. Yeah, me too. <laughs> In the 1700s. The, the standards of the times are funny. Yeah, she, it, was, it was 1740 that she was around. Because no, no matter how you look, you stink. You stink. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine that people procreated back then. Yeah, man. I don't know. It must have been a smelly affair. Yeah. But did people, did people like go, this smells? Or did people go, like, this is what it smells like? This, yeah, you know, I mean, like they're not does. even thinking about it. They're like, "Well, yeah, this is just how people smell." It, yeah, I guess they. It probably be, would be less repulsive. I, I don't know. I just, I feel like people had boils back then, like boils everywhere. <laughs> boils, boils, boils everywhere. Boils, boils and goils. All right. Uh, what did she do? Tell me uh, what I'm she. I'm sorry, did. man. These are already. <laughs> All right. Bunch of British. <laughs> Police found her, and they go, you get out of here. And they, they put her on a ship to Virginia. Okay. And she got to Virginia, and she's like, uh, I, I want to go back to London. <laughs> so, But she was like exiled. Like, she's like, you can't come back here. And so she's, I guess she like pickpocketed a couple of Virginians. <laughs> she was like, oh, hey, Puritan boys. And she's just like, me, 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 me. and she like got enough money, got back on a ship to London. Right. And then started pickpocketing again. And then they <laughs> caught her. Caught her again. And then they were like, you can't Back do this anymore. <laughs> no, no. We, we're oh, no, this, we're yeah. putting you on the cart. Oh, right. To Tyburn. Wow. And they she... hanged her. And, but she, because she was famous, not because she was rich, she got to go in one of those morning coaches. Oh, nice. So she got uh, spared the, the two and a half mile berating from the, right. uh, from the people, from the common man. Right. See, it's funny because I actually imagine the two and a half miles being kind of fun. Well, I remember the Game of Thrones episode with the shame, the yeah. shame one. Oh. Yeah, well, that's there's no cart there. No, there was no cart, but I'm I feel like people are still throwing things at you. I guess and... I just it was I guess because of all the free drinks, I was just thinking that everybody. I don't know. I I imagine like it would be so you know you get the guys coming down the the, the cart unloads at the you mm-hmm. know the bar and then you're just like. Hey man, like yo, know, it's a tough break, you know. Like let's. I feel like I feel like there'd be some niceness there at the end, right? But maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. It, it does. I think it's pretty cool that you could have gone to the pubs, and nice. I I don't know if I read this correctly, but it, to me it sounded like they 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 tied the noose, the slip knot to them before the oh. trek down the two and a half mile road you know that's good. and that means you get to like go in the bar wearing wow. the noose wow which would be a cool fashion statement right can't really do that can't do that it's unfortunate america made some bad choices it's really bad yes because <laughs> like that would be a fun halloween kind of thing can't do can't that, do that. No. we don't condone that no now. no not cool but but uh even with this the salem witch trials that's a bummer too. It's a bummer. You know what I heard that um, the reason that not one of them was a witch. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, 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 I read a really like interesting know. fact the other day that none of those poor people were actually witches. Well, that's disappointing. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, there's a there's a theory that uh, this certain fungus was growing on like the wheat of of the community, like this, this in Salem. Like, in Salem. And it was like a psychedelic fungi. That's great. And so they were actually were like consuming psychedelics and seeing right shit, right? <laughs> you know, and be like, well, that's clearly because of the devil, right? And then it'd be like, well, we gotta put you on trial for that. So and oh, so not even like the witches were hallucinating. The the, the townspeople <laughs> were like, I think everyone was just, <laughs> look at look at that. You just gotta be the first, the fastest pointer. Be like, yeah, that 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 that, that, that the witches. You know, back in the day, if you were the fastest pointer, you got out of yeah. being put to death yeah. for, for uh, witchcraft. Yeah. For sure. Also, if you were a man in white. That didn't always help. 
Well, it seems like it helps. Well, all the judges were definitely white men. Yes, they a lot still are. A lot still are. Uh, oh, and also, I want to see what's under those robes. I, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think's under there? I feel like they're like little, like like little, like you uh, like, like tentacles. They're or? sort of like little cricket bodies, and they're like, now uh, it's time to judge. Now it's time to judge. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Most judges have cricket bodies. You know what it is? It's the. I think it looks like those those creatures in uh, Men in Black. Remember mm-hmm. oh, how yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Tommy like, Lee Jones is like, "Hey guys, why are you always around the coffee machine?" And like, ah, wah, zah, wah. Those, those guys. That's what it looks like underneath. That's a fun bunch. <laughs> that they are fun. That's who you want to have a drink with right before you uh, get put on the gallows. Tell me, I'll tell you something. Put mm. me inside the real universe of Men in Black One. That's fun. That is a fun. No consequences kind of a time. It is. And if you experience something you don't want to just experience, forget, just wake up every day and be like, oh. Can you, how many, how many mornings would, done, yeah. would just begin with you just flashing yourself with the forget right. thing, light? Or I guess it would probably make more sense to do it at night. Right, right before bed, oh, right? Like, usually that pa- was horrible. <laughs> uh, that was a bad day, full of bad decisions. Bad day, bad <laughs> night, lots of bad decisions, and I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah, we need to get to that. We're there. I don't know. We're I, only a few years away you, from that's, that. Yeah, that's too much power. It's a lot of power. But Will Smith, he handled it gracefully. He does. He, he, re- he did. It, if we could just get Will Smith on this podcast one day i feel like we get a lot of questions answered about the universe and what's up with that movie bright what's up with bright (laughs) (laughs) i still have not seen that you gotta see bright um while we're talking about will smith i met i just wanted to mention that i watched my favorite movie of all time is tales from the crypt demon knight sure of course and i watched that the other day um just to start jada pinkett smith jada pinkett smith is uh She's not the protagonist, but she's like the the second main character, basically. Right. Right. She's like the knight. And well, I, she is the knight. While I was watching it, I was like, this is like feminist, black empowerment. I'm like, this movie should be seen by way more people. Actually, you're right. Because for it being from 1995, I was like, she is the hero right. of this movie. And not enough people are seeing it. Not enough people are putting not, a no. political lens on right. it. It's really cool. Right. So. And then you got Billy Zane. He's like white devil. Billy Zane. Right. White devil. Although endearing. He, I know. But that's the thing about the white devil. <laughs> he tricks you. He tricks you. I know. Because I would have been like. I would have been like. I do still want to be friends with you. Yeah. Billy Zane. Yeah. Even though you're, you're eating my guts right yeah, now. Yeah. 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 That being said. I'd love to see the sequel. Because in the. Oh, I don't want to. I'm not going to spoil the end of the movie of Demon Knight. Yeah, yeah. Not not no, for the shame uh, on them if they haven't seen it. Most people. I'm I'm assuming most, most people, people have not seen Demon Knight. But um, hey guys, it's October. Go Please celebrate Knight. Halloween by going going back and watching Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. It was their first major length movie right. post HBO series, and I think you'll find that it's it's a very I don't know. It, it I was like I felt uplifted by it. I was like this is a great oh message. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> plus Breaker is so cool. Oh my god! And uh, the guy from Wings is in it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and uh, Uncle is it Eddie? Um, long hard one. Come here, Uncle Eddie. Yeah. Is it, is it Eddie? Yeah, yeah. Uncle. Yeah. Now I forget. Okay. Love that guy. Love that guy. He's in Gremlins. Guy. He's also yeah. His name's a Dick. Shit. His name's <laughs> Dick not Dick. Shit. shit. Hold on, we gotta we gotta do our second to last shot here. Second, to, I thought that was the it. No, no, we still have four more. Oh, good. Oh wait. Yeah, we do. Oh well, no, we don't. Oh no, these are the last ones, right? Yeah. All right, so I have three. I have two. I'm sure mine's an egg. Uh, mine's the egg. Yeah, no, that's the, this is the first egg that Ryan has ever officially drawn. So out of he's. He is one for six. I'm five, five for six. Albert got the gogurt, so I guess I'm gonna drink this egg. Thanks, Maddox. I stole this from my nephew. <sighs> mm. Okay. Well, you know, I was expecting to get really wasted this 
tonight, and I only had two alcohol shots. Which means that you hadn't... <laughs> I think I... Wait a second. Did you only have one non-alcoholic shot? Did you have... I had, No, no. I had an egg oh, shot right, right. and a pickle juice that's shot. That's right. 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 Okay, so that's good. You know what? That's good that we didn't go five and five. Five and five, yeah. Well, next time it's going to be four, four eggs. eggs. Yeah. So really, by the you know the hundredth episode, it's five. E- it's it's five eggs each. Yep. I guess there's no point in worrying about it. There's no point in worrying about it. No point in drawing from the hat of doom. It would be fun to do it anyway. We'll do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Still figure out which we'll one. We'll get Gilbert Godfrey yeah. to do it. And um, next, two and three are going to be the, the shot glasses. That was good. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. We, we went all... We really... I feel like we haven't talked about it, the idiom in a long time. Well, that's because we only have the one idiom. Right. So we really needed to... Where did we even go just then, though? I don't know. Well, I Let's guess not we'll, worry about it. We'll find out when we listen back. Let's so, get back. Let's, we're going to bring it back to Die Hard. Right. Uh, if, you, if you forget, that was the actual idiom that we right. did. And uh, we'll just say... Um, yeah, what else did you want to say? <laughs> oh, I, have, I actually have some... You, you're done with Jenny Diver. Uh, I'm She's done with, cool. I'm done with Jenny Diver. She's yeah. cool. She's cool. So I, well, what I was going to do is... Let me talk about that other idiom that like is a false false idiom born of this time cool which was um off the wagon mm. people try to say that off the wagon comes from here which would make sense because you're, you're on that cart going to tyburn you're getting drunk you could fall off of it sort of thing right yeah. no that's not where that comes from it comes from early 20th century america and to fall off the wagon which we know that's like for somebody that's you know isn't drinking and then starts drinking again yeah sort of thing so it actually is a reference to falling off the water wagon. So what's imagine, a woo? What's a water I, I'm going to tell you what a water <laughs> wagon is. But like, let's say you're on the water wagon. Okay, because you're because you know you're not drinking booze anymore. You're, you're on the water wagon. You fall off it, then you're going to drink booze, right? Yeah, but well, that's figurative. Yeah, but the water wagon used to be a real thing, which it was a horse-drawn water wagon. So they they would spray unpaved streets in the summer mm-hmm. to dampen down the, the roads so that it wouldn't be so dusty. Oh, okay. So they would actually like muddy up the roads so that yeah, it wouldn't cool. be too uh, dusty in the... Water wagons. Yeah. Oh, all right. So that's the that's the reference. To fall off the wagon is to so fall if you're off on the water. So if you're on the wagon, you're drinking, you're drinking water. the water. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Right? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So, like I said, some people are trying to really load up Tyburn with all of these idioms. But I did come up with one that did happen other than the jig one, which was money for old rope. I crossed paths with this. It didn't seem like it was actually a Tyburn idiom. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of, I kind of dug a little deeper, deeper into it. A little it. deeper for that. And then it's, it seems like, um, well, let's just say like money for old rope is an idiom, right? But I had never heard of it. Have you? I mean, yeah, no, no, no. All right. So talk to us about what it means. Well, I was hoping to do like a revival here, but basically, money for old rope. What I, what I found was that some people link it to the hangman's rope, which was his rope, right? And he, you know, it's him, his to do with as he wishes. But there was a lot of like morbid spectators. Like people believed back then that there was like even just touching the dead body mm-hmm. could cure like ailments and stuff. Yeah, I wonder why that was. Like they I would know. go up to the dead bodies and touch the hands, yep. right? And ask for locks of hair. Right, and they felt like it was some sort of good luck charm. Yeah. I wonder why they thought that. You know, I think that it comes down to something that's like, well, what I want is the opposite of death. Like, you mm-hmm. know, so like maybe by interacting with the dead, it like... Or, or maybe like the, the life force that was in them is now got to go somewhere. So you got to like grab it while it's yeah. still like shooting out. Interesting. Um, but the, the, what I found for the money for old rope was that the hangman would actually sell pieces of rope to like the morbid kind of onlookers that thought that things that interacted with the dead were somehow powerful. Yeah. But huh. you, what did you find? Something different, right? No, no, it was, it was pretty much that, but, um, uh, there was uh, God. Well, now I, I don't. I wasn't going to talk about it, so now I forget what money for. Right. But money for old rope means paying for. What's the meaning of the idiom, though? Because people need to know that. The meaning of the idiom. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's used in. It's used in Britain still. Like God. Ah, all right. Money for old rope. I guess 
from what I understood of it was like, I, I didn't focus so much on the meaning. <clears throat> what, what it, to me, it's just like, okay, this rope is used for something else. This is an old rope that already, you know, has been paid for and it's not worth much of anything. So, you know, to then be able to sell it because somebody thinks that now all of a sudden it's valuable, you're, you're getting money for something that's old. That's how I kind of took it. Like making money from something that you didn't really need to... To me, yeah. it's like a like a yard sale. <laughs> yeah, making money for little. I think the 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 meaning of the the phrase is making like getting a lot for for something very little that you've done. Yeah. So that's that's kind of like right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Plus, you know, you only have to sell a little bit of rope. The rest of the rope's still good. <laughs> Did you also see about the thing in there that where how the people who were hung their clothes belong to the hangman? Yeah, talk to me about that. So what I saw is that some people would wear their Sunday best kind of thing as their last day out, mm-hmm. but then other people were kind of like, fuck you, hangman, you're going to get my shit when I'm dead. So they would wear like the rattiest, <laughs> shit-stained stuff that they could get. Yeah, it's like an F you to yeah, the hangman. Ex- that's exactly like, what I wrote, fuck you to hangman. <laughs> yep. I love imagining the hangman on like a, a regular old Wednesday, like yeah. going out and he's like wearing like a really nice dress. Yeah, because a dress. He, they, they like hanged some wealthy woman. Guess where I got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know, man. Hey. Yes, William, we understand. Yeah, we know. Did I ever tell you the story about this one? <laughs> yeah, you hanged her at the thing. and the t- Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's right. I got her good. <laughs> got her good. You know, it must be it must be weird to be a hangman, right? Because like the whole thing about like covering your face and all but that. But I don't think they thing. did that. They didn't really do that? I think that's like, I, I mean, I'd have to look it up, but I, I don't think they actually like wore masks right. to cover up who they were. Yeah, I guess I hear you. I guess because it, it would be weird to be the hangman. It would, I town like hang they would right? kind of be like a famous referee or something yeah or like a like a i don't know like some people i feel like people in london like knew who the hangman was i'm sure they did you know it is funny like because because here's the thing nobody wants to hang out with the um undertaker right he's right like well, nowadays no 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 they don't no offense to undertakers and, out yeah, there. Yeah, we but might like, have a lot of undertakers who listen I know, to our show and i actually i work with an undertaker oh. and i like bob mm. but He's a little, he's a little weird, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm weird and mm-hmm. I can, you know, but I just think, let's be honest, most normal, like, you know, very like just, just, just societal white bread kind of mm-hmm. thing. They don't want to hang with the undertaker because they think he's weird. Yeah. But I do see what you're saying about how like the hangman, it's like, think about it, thousands of people would come out to watch these yeah. things. And people, people were obsessed with the dead in yeah. that, in that way. Right. So I could see him being kind of like a celebrity. Yeah. Like, Hey, can you sign my rope? Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, hey, sure. Make the dead person hold it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, um, one thing about wearing dresses as a hangman. Yeah. Great. Well, um, is that the way the cookie crumbles? Do you have anything else you wanted to, what about mother Proctor's pew? Uh, I didn't read about Mother Proctor's pew. It was, uh, they built like these stands with really good seats for the rich people to sit in. Oh. Mother Proctor's pew. Nice. Well, you know what? I did have one thing that was about Die Hard that didn't have to do with Tyburn that I thought was like a fun fact. A fun fact about the movie? About the, no, no, about the saying, Die mm. Hard. Yeah, what is it? It's about George Washington. Oh. Yeah. Did you know? That slave-owning piece of shit I first know. president. I know. I got what's coming to him. Did you know that he died in 1977 of a cold? In 1977? Nope. 1777. I wrote 1977. <laughs> he had a cold? Oh, man. Yeah, he got a cold. Hmm. He just went out, right? He like went out on to check on the farm in the rain, mm-hmm. and two days later, he's dead. That's what was wrong with living in the 1700s. Yeah, you just die yeah. of a cold sometimes. Yeah. So some of they, these weren't his last last words, but on his deathbed, one of the things that he said was, "Doctor, I die hard, but I am not afraid to go. I believed from my first attack that I should not survive it. My breath cannot last long." Those were his last words. They were not his last last words. Second last words. They were on his deathbed. Like he was, you know, he was was there for a little while. Yeah. And um, something else that I thought was very, very idiomy and cool Mm -hmm. that he was to try to like 
to try to take his cold away. They bled him many times, and they gave him a tobacco enema. Oh, my God. That's yes. nothing to sneeze at. That's nothing to sneeze at. And they had to call Dr. Brown of Port Tobacco. That was like a doctor. Dr. Brown of Port Tobacco. And his name's Brown. That's a Halloween That's costume. That's funny, right? Mm-hmm. And they couldn't get Dr. Brown, so they had to call Dr. Dick. Oh, my God. Yeah. Who how do they you know, how do they come up with this stuff? I think we should be Dr. Brown and Dr. Dr. Dick, Dick for Halloween. Halloween. Done. Yeah. <laughs> um George Washington's teeth. I heard I heard something interesting about his teeth. We've talked about his teeth in previous episodes. Yeah, we tried to go somewhere with that. Recently, uh, they discovered that a bunch of his teeth were were the teeth of slaves. Yeah. Did we say that already I think though? We did talk about that. They found like, like at least I knew some were human teeth, but I yeah. think I think he still paid for some, for them though. Yeah, well, I'm sure the slaves were like <laughs> still no, not okay can't with take it. My teeth. <laughs> like, I guess I'm gonna sell you my teeth, right? Because um, yeah, because what if you said no? Right. I I imagine he still just gets the teeth, right. but um, I wasn't sure. I couldn't really remember all the teeth that we had described, but that was a long, long time ago. I think I remember one be like at least one being like a donkey's tooth. Yeah, donkey's tooth. But none of them were wood. That was the thing. He didn't people. have wooden teeth. Did not have them. And he had springs in the thing to make Ugh, it so that it was like, it's been so crazy. <laughs> and that's why he was never smiling. All right, guys. Well, thank you for for uh, listening to us both ramble on about dying hard. We hope that you. Uh, yeah, but you got to hear radio history. That that was. Dude, that was very... I am excited uh, about the fact that we finally saw what would happen if we both had the same idiot. We, we both just stare at each other in shock and Aww. bafflement. Um, maybe we'll come up with a better way to uh, <laughs> do that. No, no, no. We're I don't think that'll it. happen gonna, again for a, lot, a long time. We're going to fix it in post. We gotta, we're going to add a bunch of stuff in there. It's going to sound great. <laughs> Good idea. Um, all right, guys. Well, just a couple things before we go. Uh, we got we got some wooden nickels on the way. Margaret, Margaret. of Lehigh Mural, you uh, won. She made this awesome design of this, like basically like a skeleton watch. Ske- George Washington, like a founding father skeleton, you know, because Philadelphia. Right? That's funny. I thought it was Ben Franklin. Well, I was just analyzing like her design, thinking yeah. like, oh, well, like we're a Philadelphia-based podcast. Right. She's going for like founding fathers. And yeah, like making them a yeah. skull, and like you know we uh, <laughs> we're gonna have in... to ask her. If it's <laughs> yeah, we should ask her. Margaret, call in. <laughs> so uh, these are awesome guys. So if um, we'll upset. eventually yeah, be mailing them out. Instagram. We posted a, the image. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. If you want to check it out, it's on our Instagram, and um, we'll have them by Halloween, and then we'll be uh, we'll be mailing them out to people and be flinging them all around the city. Yeah, if we can ever have uh, like public shows. At some point in the future, we'll probably be very old. Yeah, we'll be and old. And we'll hand yeah. them out. Yeah. Um, check out the Spotify playlist. Uh, again, it's called Don't Be an Idiom Presents, Volume 1, 30 idiom-titled tunes, nonstop fun and musical enjoyment. And um, Don't forget, did you already say the postcards? And, no, I didn't say oh. those yet. Yeah, we, we have Don't Be an Idiom postcards now that we're obsessed with. They're they're freaking awesome. They've got a lot of symbolism. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of idiom references in there. And the smart gremlin from Gremlins too. Yeah. So if you want one, we will write you a postcard. We'll yeah. personalize it. Just um, DM us on Instagram with your address or send us an email at don'tbeanidiom at gmail.com. And yeah, don't forget the zip code, all right? And if you have an apartment number, don't make us ask because we're not going to. No. You just provide us all the necessary information. Yeah. And we will send you a postcard. Right. So, guys, other than that, um, I definitely want to just end on this little bit. You know, as you might have seen on our Instagram and our Facebook, I did lose my best friend of all uh, over the last couple weeks. It was my, my cat, Streets, who me and Ryan, uh, when, when we actually first moved to South Philly, it wasn't long after that that I got her. Uh, we found her underneath an abandoned house and, you know, that's where she got her name. You know, like the streets of Philadelphia. Like, I feel like Streets was... Such an important part of my life. And if you knew me, then you knew that I was definitely like that crazy cat dad. So, so losing her has been like the biggest loss that I could ever imagine. But I just really want to say thank you to everybody that reached out. Um, we, I, it, it makes all the difference. Um, you know, some people sent me messages or little cards or, or playlists or 
or whatever. And it, it's just amazing. Like, just don't forget when, when someone or someone's pet passes away, like those little things that you do, even if it's just saying that like, Hey, I'm here for you kind of thing. It really, really helps. So, so thank you everybody out there streets. I know you're up there in, you know, punk rock cat heaven. And, uh, I know life is, is painless for you now. And, um, I also want to say a big thank you to our friend Cole, who is a, uh, a local Philly poet. I mean, like, who can actually do that? You actually go up on stage and read fucking poetry. It's amazing. It takes guts. But uh, he put together a little um, a little memorial poem for Streets, which just, you know, when every time I listen to it, I cry. But um, it means so much to me, man. And um, thank you, everybody. And Streets, I'm really going to miss you. Mrs. Streets. I remember the first time we uh, washed her in the sink. That's right. That's <laughs> right. She was so tiny. Uh, like, what, 11 years ago? 11 years ago, that's true. All right, guys, thank you so much for sticking with us for 30 episodes, and here's to 30 more, and until next time, don't be an idiom. Now, my good friend Albert asked me to put pen to paper and jot down a few words to recite in honor of his recently departed cat, Streets. So I'll just begin. Streets, unfortunately, the powers that be have deemed will be our last correspondence. If it were up to me, it would not be the case, but alas, it is not. If things were up to me, I, I doubt they'd go much better. Perhaps it's for the best. We can only wait and see. And death, as they say, is the high cost of living. Who knows what sudden sweeping changes will soon impose themselves upon us. I only know that I will wish that you were here to find out with me. But I'm sure we'll be fine. Only ever has been will be. Whatever you're doing, wherever you are, I'm always proud of you and I'm glad to have been your friend. It's been a privilege to know you. Our parting was inevitable. Don't waste your wishes on the danger in the lakes. And I'll find you out on the street tonight. Maybe. Welcome to your doom. Yeah, yeah, fine,